0: Hello, my name is Michelle O'Brien, and I will be having a conversation with Kay Gabriel for the New York City Trans Oral History Project in collaboration with the New York Public Library's Community Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experiences of trans identifying people. It is June 4th, 2019, and this is being recorded at the Mid Manhattan offices of the New York Public Library. Hello, Kay. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Could you um, start off and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Kay
1: Gabriel. Um, I am a writer. Uh, I'm a grad student. Um, I I live in New York. I've lived in and around New York for about a decade. Um, But I'm originally from Canada. Uh, Specifically, I grew up in Toronto. Um, Yeah, and it's cool to be here.
0: Yeah. What do you write about?
1: I'm a poet and essayist. Um so I um and I'm also working on my dissertation. Um uh and I would say that that ranges from um What do I write about? Um uh I um write okay. <laughs> Take
0: your time. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, part of me wants to be kind of a troll and say, oh, I write about gay shit and class war. Um, And and that's, you know, a a little too... um, uh, abrasive and and a little too unmediated. Um, but ultimately I, I would say that my <laughs> um, my desire um, for my writing um, congregates around um, uh, various kinds of queer and trans desires and pleasures and 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 histories on on the one hand and and on the other um, various kinds of, um revolutionary currents in the present um and and histories that I am responsive to um incidentally both of these things and and I, pre- I would say that I pursue this um both um uh in 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 kinds of like poetic projects or aesthetic projects and I pursue it in more argumentative projects um um and and both of these are a little tangential to my dissertation, um, which is the other thing that I'm writing right now. But it's my day job, so I don't consider it like my my writing. <laughs> and if uh, I'm sure you will know exactly what I mean when I say that. Um, uh, uh, and 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 that's like so that that's a lot of the work that I'm I'm doing now. And I'm not uninterested in it. It just has, it, it is somewhat removed from. Um, various kinds of, like, communist and, um, like, revolutionary, um, uh, uh, organizing moments in, 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 in my thought and interests, um, and it's very removed from anything related to, um, queer and trans, um, like, identity and sociality,
0: um, your dissertation is? My dissertation is, is yeah. Okay.
1: But, but it's a thing that I have to write every day right now, so... Um,
0: what is your dissertation?
1: Um, I'm writing on... So I actually do like my project. Um, uh, I'm writing on um, adaptations of the Greek tragedian Euripides in Modernism and the Avant-Garde. Um, and I am very close to being done. Uh, I'm working on my final chapter, Um which is is fun and cool and um and exciting or maybe it isn't exciting um to 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 a bunch of other people but it's exciting to me um because I want to be done with grad school and I want to uh in in the lucky circumstance I will have some kind of job no longer be living on uh, TA wages um uh and and I I am I'm, I'm just looking forward to closing this particular chapter of my life um but like I, you know, it's like nerdy shit. I'm a classicist by training. Um, uh, I have a, I have a tattoo of um, uh, of, of, of Sappho um on my uh, left breast, <laughs> uh, and and so like that's real nerd shit. Um, but like I read Greek and Latin. Um, but but in my in my dissertation, I'm looking uh, at uh, adaptations reworking translation, a recreative adaptation of um, Euripides, who was the author of, among other things, like Medea and Bacchae, um, and, and a bunch of other equally cool plays that are performed somewhat less, um, and, and looking at moments in um, 20th century um, uh, history when um, uh, 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 Euripidean adaptation, when artists have, have adapted Euripides, Um, in some kind of proximity to actual social revolution um, and with some kind of um, fidelity to avant-garde form. Um, And so I'm thinking about this kind of triangulation between tragedy and revolution um, and uh, the various desires that we call the avant-garde.
0: So for people that aren't academics, Euripides, is an ancient Greek playwright. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes.
1: Uh, for people who are not academics, um, Euripides um, uh, is a, a, a tr- tragedian um, a playwright, a dramatist uh, of the 5th century BCE who lived in Athens um, uh, in the second half of the 5th century um, uh, during the decline of the Athenian Empire. Um, and a lot of his plays have been variously read in conversation with that kind of war and decline. Um, And he died in uh, 405 BCE uh, in sort of self-imposed exile um, at the court of the Macedonians.
0: So you're looking at uh, more recent 20th century writers who use or reference his plays and are doing um exciting unusual things in their writing and have some politics precisely precisely
1: um yeah uh that's that's exactly what's well so so you know for uh, for example um one of my chapters is on um the american poet hd um who i'll say right away she isn't my favorite um but she she and who is hd she was a modernist um, she was close friends at one point, um, uh, romantically involved with Ezra Pound um, before he took a really deep dive into the fascist pool. So I'm not saying she's not a reactionary because she is, um, uh, and she she expatriated herself along with Pound um, uh, to um, uh, to London, um, where d- during the 1910s, um, and lived in in Europe for most of her life uh, with her girlfriend uh, Briar. Um, uh, and in, in the, in the 1910s and 20s was, uh, involved with the movement that we call imagism, um, uh, which was basically dead by, by 1920, but, um, she kind of keeps operating in that mode. Um, uh, and in 1917, she has an essay where she talks about, uh, where she imagines Euripides in 1917 London. Um, and she thinks about how this, quote, ultra-modern spirit um, uh, would be uh, sort of received or accepted or thought about um, as some kind of, as she thinks, anti-war, um, pretty idiosyncratic writer. And like, okay, so is HD some kind of weirdo, occultist, conservative, yes, all of the above is is true, but but it's like she fixates on this on on this moment of like what would Euripides do about the World War in nineteen seventeen? Well, what do we know about that? Like we know that. You, like what 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 why is nineteen seventeen important world historically? Uh, that would be like February and October, right? Um, so she's talking. If she's not talking about, because I don't actually know the month, the, the, the revolution of Russia. in in Russia. Um, uh, and and so she's not talking about the October Revolution in Russia she's certainly talking about February um, and she's certainly as sort of Perry Anderson modern uh, Perry Anderson argues is true of modernism in general she's certainly proximate to actual social revolution kind of going on under her feet um, uh, and 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 she's pretty antipathetic towards it but it nonetheless like provides the kind of conditions for her writing, which, even as it sort of, like, has this, it has this very, like, romantic anti-capitalism. Like, she really, she doesn't, in, in, she doesn't like capitalism because it's, like, uh, ugly and industrial and, um, uh, and, and because, uh, it, um, uh, it proletarianizes a lot of people and then you have to share cities with poor people I mean she's I, I don't think that there's really very much to recuperate in her but nonetheless like she produces this work which is um, variously like formally interesting and it's about Euripides um, and it and it adapts Euripides and it's formed in kind of conjuncture with all of these um, like actual revolutionary movements going on under her feet so like I think that that's kind of interesting um And that's, that, that would be one, one kind of showpiece for my dissertation.
0: Great. So let's go back and uh, learn something about your life Mm. and how you got here. Um, So tell us about your childhood. Mm -hmm. So I was,
1: um, I was born in Ottawa, but I grew up in Toronto. Um, I grew up in the East end of Toronto, um, just about as far East as you can go before it's Scarborough, Um, in a neighborhood called the Beaches um, and, uh, I, I w- lived in Toronto in the nineties and aughts and I left in 2009. Um, and, uh, I, let me see. Um, I would s- say, yeah, um, I think Toronto is probably not a bad place in in general for people to grow up um gay or or queer or or trans um and it happened to be uh, a really bad place for me um uh in all in 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 those capacities specifically um uh, and that has to, had to do with some combination of 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 bad luck um and i guess uh um, you know, it's like the city wh- where I mean I guess Toronto has like a kind of complicated queer history um, uh, insofar as it goes back a long time, but also like the 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 equivalent, the kind of equivalent like really major event um in Toronto history like that, that 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 like, is, is sort of of the scale of Stonewall for instance happened over 10 years later um, and those were the bathhouse raids in 1981 um and I believe that there wasn't like a Toronto any 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 kind of like major um uh, pride um e- event demonstration um in Toronto I'm pretty sure not until after the bathhouse raids um uh, which was also like a major like coming to consciousness and a kind of like like you know gay liberation like really arriving in the city. Um, and I'm not a historian. So, so I would say like this is just kind of like my my like impression from like having her up there and knowing a little bit. Um, but it also it also meant that um, like the 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 kind of development of of like um, a really organized um, like gay liberation movement in in Toronto. Um, happened at the same time as um, uh, the uh, development of, of the AIDS crisis um, and I, I think that has like this ha- that it has this impact on uh, the city where I, I know I was growing up there um and I knew even when I was a teenager uh, when I was pretty young I knew a number of Uh, Older people who were paused, um, uh, obviously everybody who had, who had, like, lived through it, um, and, and who were, you know, shattered, um, uh, by it or, you know, uh, um, uh, and, um, uh, but then also this sense, you know, I think there's a very different kind of romanticized relationship to the past because versus someplace like New York or San Francisco, it's not like there is this idea of, like, the 70s as um, this super, uh, like, hyper um, hedonistic time and then reality, like, came crashing down. I mean, I think that there is somewhat of a different relationship to history there. Um, uh, but um, but there's, like... there. There is um, a pretty, you know, there, like there's like the, it's called the 519 Center, I think. Um, and it's a major, like, gay center downtown and a major LGBT center downtown. Um, and I would, like, go to, like, youth groups there. Um, and so there, there's all these social programs. Um, uh, and nonetheless, I didn't have peers, really, when I was a kid. I, didn't, I, did, I knew no gay people my own age. I knew no queer people my own age. I, I definitely didn't know trans people my own age. Um, I had like a couple of dyke friends, um, uh, and, um, uh, and so I, most of the people I knew were significantly older than me by, um, 10 to 30 or 40 years. Um, uh, and, and so it like, and I don't think that that is true for necessarily like a lot of people who, um, uh, came out or were outed as young as I was. Um, and nonetheless, I felt very isolated. Um, and so I was like, um, I was outed, um, when I was, um, 12, um, and I was kicked out of school, uh, a, a school I was, the school I was at for, um, basically for, for having um, sex with another student, um. Uh, at his house, uh, uh, it, not 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 at school, um, <laughs> and um, and he and I, uh, he he didn't uh, face consequences. I did, uh, and um, and and I and I had to like like leave. Uh, I was basically like forced in, the, in the, to, to like leave school um, uh, for like pretty normal like ch- like adolescent kind of sexual experimentation um and 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 that was in 2005 um or 2006 my kind of like specific memory of dates in that period is like really kind of like blown to to bits um uh but so so that kind of like really like um formed a lot of my like I guess that that like this is kind of like a, a major experience of my building that also like inflected, I guess, my relationship to the place where I was living and where I was where I was growing up. Um, and I bounced around few, through a few different schools before I ended up coming to New York for
0: college. Actually, do you want to tell us more about mm. what you were like as a child and yeah. what it was like the the relationships with older queer people?
1: I was a nerd. Um, uh, yeah, let me see. Um I guess my kind of like what was I like as a child? Um uh uh I um uh wasn't like antisocial. I just had tr- some trouble relating to people. <laughs> um I, I, I was I was like a a weird nerd I was into. I had kind of an indie phase I had kind of a scene phase um uh, neither which endeared me to um the normie people I went to school with at any of the different schools I went to um and I like also like played the violin um which wasn't especially like cool either and I spent a lot of t- my time like, reading poetry. Um and I had really long hair and I like wore my sister's clothes. Um uh um and so like I don't know. Um I was kind of a a a weirdo sensitive loner. Um uh and um uh so when when I say I didn't have queer peers, I also didn't have a lot of friends my own age like period. Um Uh, cause, um, boys my own age, like, (laughs) uh, only had nasty things to say. Um, and, um, uh, but, but I did have, like, um, I guess there was a community orchestra I was involved with, and it was a gay community orchestra, and I was the only, like, I joined it when I was, like, 13 or 14, and it was, like, community orchestra, you know, it wasn't anything fancy. Um, we played, like... Tchaikovsky, um, uh, and, 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 like, fun stuff like that, crowd pleasers, um, I was the, I was the youngest person there by 10 years, um, and most of the people there were, like, 20 years older than me, um, and, like, it didn't necessarily help me meet other people my own age, um, but I did, like, develop these friendships, um, with, um, like, with queer men and women, um, uh, you know, again, like, significantly older than me, um, and, um, like, I would do things like, um, you know, we'd finish up, and then we'd go across the street to a bar, um, and, um, except during Pride Week, I never got carded, um, so I was just going in there all the time, um, and, and that's, like, that's, like, like that's a thing, right, um, Uh, it's, it's, it was perfectly fine. It just meant that I got to, like, talk to people, um, about, like, like, I mean, these were people who had moved to Toronto in the 70s and 80s and who had lived in the kind of Church Wellesley Village, which is the gay area downtown, um, or like Cabbage Town, which is right next to it, um, for, like, decades, um, and it became, like, I would say, you know, like, like those relationships at the time were, um, really lovely to me, um, in terms of, no, in terms of just, like, knowing people, um, who, cause, you know, like, I felt so isolated in my kind of day-to-day life and, like, at school, um, and at home, um, and, um, just seeing people who, like, were just, like, like, clear, I mean, not, like, party animal living, but they were, like, like living, like, um, really interesting full lives, um, and they knew a lot, um, and they liked that I was a weird kind of young person who showed up every week, um, and, and so those were, those were kind of really lovely experiences, um, I don't really, I'm not really in touch with very many of them, uh, any longer, um, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, like, I would say that for a couple of years, when I was kind of in my early teenage head, um, that those were some really sweet relationships. Um, yeah.
0: What were your parents like? Mm.
1: Um, my parents are both still alive. Uh, um, I, and we have a complicated relationship. Um, uh, yeah, um, I, I I think I'm actually gonna um, I'm gonna skip that one and maybe we'll circle back to it when it becomes important.
0: Can you tell us what kind of jobs they did?
1: Yeah, um, my uh, dad uh, worked in what was kind of like professional managerial. I um, uh, um, worked in public relations um for a bank um uh sort of like uh the canadian term for it is like a it's like a red tory um and i guess in the u.s you guys say um socially liberal fiscally conservative or something like that um that kind of thing that nobody really believes um uh my, but th- that was sort of his world. My mom, um, when I was very young, my mom was uh, actually a PhD student, um, and she was um, raising uh, four kids: um, two from my dad's uh, first marriage, and then um, uh, and then my sister and me. Um, and um, uh, and and she was finishing her dissertation. Um, and, uh, which involved a lot of, a lot of field work, um, and, um, like, and, and then doing, like, kind of contract-based editing work, um, uh, and I'll, I'll say again, my, my mom and I have a complicated, um, relationship, um. Uh, um, but I, I now that I now that I'm a grad student now that I'm finishing my dissertation I like I can't imagine doing it with one kid never mind four um so my, my hat's pretty much off to her for that I think that's really cool um and then she um adjuncted at the University of Toronto um I want to say for about a decade um uh working at all three different campuses um downtown Mississauga uh, and Scarborough. Um, and she also met, was managing editor for an academic journal. Um,
0: yeah. And you moved to New York for college? hmm
1: Yeah. Um, I went to, um, yeah, uh, in 2009. Um, I went to Columbia. Um, uh, I, um... Yeah, I got here I started college young. Um and uh and and Toronto's like a like a big city. Um but it's not a city quite on it's not on the same scale uh, as um as New York. So I, I got here when I was, I guess like some kind of adolescent. Um and um I was uh <laughs> like just uh yeah, a little um uh, just a little uh, like um try, trying really hard that's all i'll put it trying really hard um, um but pretty like um uh, surprised and confused uh, and cowed at, at the start um, um by i guess like the place i had um, moved to um i i don't know like um You know, college is some kind of um, uh, class, especially, especially for your colleges, especially um, private colleges, um, are some kind of like um, class ripening room um, uh, uh, that, you know, like transmits a certain kind of bildung. uh to mostly to members of a certain class with like, you know, I mean not 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 exclusively, but 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 mostly um and, and and that it's like holding pen. It just like kind of keeps you in there until you're mature enough and then you get released off to do whatever kind of middle management job. Um uh uh, uh or or whatever. Um uh and and so when I say when I say college students are idiots. Um, I don't mean that as some kind of, like, ontological claim about people when they're, like, 17, 18, 19. Um, I, I, I mean that as a claim about, like, the kind of, like, exp- the, the kind of, like, class-based experience of this, which is, like, an intentional, like, dematuration um, uh, that is, is like, meant to, like, kind of uh, uh <laughs> yeah like preserve you until until you're uh, uh 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 like ready to um uh again be some kind of like middle manager depending on what kind of class relation you had going into it um uh like be some kind of owner um uh so uh, i w- so in general college students are idiots um but i i wouldn't i wouldn't exempt myself from that i think i was an idiot too um Uh, that said, um, that said, uh, I will also say that, um, like, you know, I, so I started college in 2009, um, and I collided with, I overlapped with Occupy, um, and I would say that Occupy was a major moment in general and for people who, uh, I was around, um, and also for me personally of, like, major personal radicalization. Um, uh, you know, like, I, I. Uh, nobody's born a communist, um, uh, you do kind of have to figure it out. Um, and, um, uh, and, and also I believe that, like, class ideology reproduces itself via secondary school, um, and also via post-secondary education, but especially via, via secondary education because high school is so tightly controlling, um, uh, and so, and so regimented and that's not a very original thesis, um. Uh, but when Kathy Acker says, uh, in, in her novel of the same title, uh, blood and guts in high school, that is all I know. Parents, teachers, boyfriends, all have got to go. I think kind of what she's talking about there is like, like high school is some kind of experience for like reproducing class ideology while also turning you into a certain kind of worker. Um, and, and, and so I won't say that I was immune to that. I mean, I think that I was like, I got to college and I was probably some kind of toast liberal. Um, although I did have certain ideas, like, uh, that were kind of on the right track or what I would now consider the right track. Like, I was um, uh, pro-Palestine and anti-Zionist, and um, I uh, was very suspicious about, like, family. Um, and those were kind of two, like, little seedlings for, like thinking about what I would now consider some kind of more like internationalist politics on the one hand and a kind of like politics of queer liberation on on, on the other. But um, the kind of major event um, that um, uh, what was a political awakening for me and as I think for many, many people at the time and continues to reverberate in the pre- present was Occupy. Um, uh, and I participated... Um, not as much as, as as some people, but I participated both at the kind of like Zuccotti Park, um, uh, 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 like um, uh, the actual like Occupy Wall Street, and and also in its kind of, in various other like forms that were kind of happening at the same time. Um, and and I remember this also as a moment that kind of like taught you know like just for context, I was eighteen um and um like like 1819 while this was going on um and um like i remember learning you know i know that occupy has like some kind of like complicated political um history um and and impact um and and certainly a very diffuse like ideological Orientation, um, but I do remember lear- learning like organizing tactics, and I remember this being a moment of like really like like bottom up um, dehierarchized organization. Um, uh, and I remember learning things like you can come and and put yourself somewhere, um, and you interrupt everything else that's supposed to be going on there. Um, and I think that that's a critical that's a critical tool. It remains a critical tool in in the present, um, uh, and 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 also things like the mic check, which is a very good way to get your your voice heard in a lo- in in a loud space. Um, so yeah, I, that, that 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 was probably more important, definitely more important than anything I learned <laughs> at college, um, and, and and it just happened to happen at the same time.
0: Describe uh, encountering Occupy. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like,
1: you know, it's like it. I remember. Okay, so part part of part of the way that things happen if you're a student at a private university, and there are a few of them in in uptown Manhattan. Um, is things kind of filter up as like, oh, there's some weird shit going on downtown. Um, And like, you know, let's be real, Columbia as as a a, a private landowner intentionally insulates itself from um, uh, the actual um, uh, events. um, Intentionally, geographically isolates itself, um, financially isolates itself. Um, I think it's the largest landowner in New York City, aside from the city itself, um, and the one right behind it is NYU. Um, it's you know, it's like some kind of corporation. So, so it it so it kind of be, began as this thing. It was like, oh, there, you know, like some people in a like like like, like called for 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 this sort of like. Um, and I remember, I remember hearing about it actually the summer before it happened. Um, like there's this movement for some kind of like autonomous organization or sit-in or zone in in, uh, um, in Wall Street. And I I mean I kind of have a, a sort of hazy mem- memory of of, of of that part because I think that it for me was kind of it seemed a little bit like organized it, it, it wasn't really clear kind of like what the the, the politics of that. Or aside from like, well, it's anti austerity, um, and I don't even think I really knew what that meant at the time. Um, uh, but um, but then, like, actually, you know, once it had become, like, once it had started moving, like actually entering the space and going, like, this is, you know, some kind of like, people are just here, they're just here, um, and they're and they're like camped out in there and they're like they're like trading books um and they're having meetings and they're talking um and you know like i think that um i think that um like we use the word especially in some more like kind of anarchist or anti-state affiliated um, Spaces, we use the word prefigurative, like really easily, like, oh, this is prefigurative of 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 communism. and you know, that's that's not necessarily, maybe, maybe not. It's like kind of complicated., um, but,, uh, 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 you know, like, I don't know, like I think about things like collectives that set themselves up or DIY spaces that set themselves up in like gentrifying neighborhoods um, and and then talk very loudly about how they're prefigurative um, of like disalienated social relations or something like that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you seem to have a pretty complicated relationship to, or like actually very straightforward relationship to um, the people who you're displacing, namely you're gentrifying, uh, and and so in what sense is this prefigurative? It seems like you have a farm share um, in Bushwick, uh, and and that's not the same thing. Putting that aside, um, I will say that my experience of 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 Occupy was this feels like prefig was what what I would now call like this feels like an attempt at a kind of prefigurative social environment, um, because. It was, you know, like a lot of, it was like organizers, um, and, 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 and students because it was a lot of students and why, why were students I- involved? Because you have a leisured, a relatively speaking leisured relationship to the working day, um, or at least you have a very flexible relationship to, to labor leisure such that you can control your time, um. So, so you can go and be there um and that 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 that's like you know everybody's recognized that since like the new left everybody's recognized that since the 60s um but it was and and also and also like um uh, and also like long-term radicals who were have just clearly like been at everything like since the 80s or 90s um and also like um, uh, homeless people who were like in the park um, and and, and um, like you know didn't have anywhere else to be and, 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 and were, we're present and we're there and we're outside. And, and it, it was, you know, I don't want to kind of like iron over um, uh, or, or romanticize or anything, but it did feel like you know the a kind of like like social space that um, allowed, various kinds of organizing to happen and various kinds of solidarities to develop um uh, and then there you know were and I, I wasn't um, uh, involved in like the major mobilization like the like the people rested on the Brooklyn bridge um, but then there there arrived like you know all those like kind of really big mobilizations that was like no and that you can see those those solidarities like activating um, into, um, in, into actual movement, into actual, like, interruption of the sort of, like, reproductive and circulatory life of the cities. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, I would say that that, um, that remains kind of important for me. Um, uh, and I, uh, okay, and I think the other thing I'll say about that is, like, um, Kristen Ross, um, is a, is, is, is a theorist who I really like, and she has this really good book on Rambo and the Paris Commune, and she has this really good book on what she calls communal luxury, um, uh, which is also about the Paris Commune. Um, uh, and, and more recently, um, she's been writing about, um, land-based, um, about, uh, about land-based movement. Um, and she talks about, um, like, um, she, she talks about just like, 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 uh, like occupying and, and holding onto space, um, uh, and, um, uh, and insisting upon, um, being there and getting in the way of developments there, um, and the kind of connections to, um, uh, to Standing Rock, uh, I think, and to, um. The ongoing Unisoten um, uh, uh, encampment um, on a uh, uh, Wet'suwet'en land in unceded territory in British Columbia. Um, uh, I think like the, those connections are pretty obvious, and I think that 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 the connections to other kind of like urban struggles, uh, um, uh, to to anti-gentrification efforts, for instance, are 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 are, are like like that you know, that, that seems like a really kind of important, a really kind of important contribution, namely like, you know, space is one way, like space isn't just abstract. Space is about the people who are there and their lives and their relations between each other. Um, and, and, um, I, like, uh, and, and therefore that kind of social space, that dimension where, like, you live your life with a, a, around other people or moving, like, uh, passing them by or in certain kinds of commercial relationships or things like that. Like, that is incipiently um, the basis for some kind of politics. Um, and I would say that that, like, is um, a kind of lesson that Occupy and, and its various, like, aftershocks, I think— um, like, st- still, I think that that still reverberates um, into this moment um, uh, is, like, um, and, and, and I think that that's, that's especially true uh, when we, you know, when you start to think about, um, like, the privatization or poisoning or dispoliation of um, uh, land and water. Um, and, and, and it's true when you think about people losing their homes, um, uh, and, and, you know, all the kind of like, um, major, uh, and, and it's true, obviously, when you think about, um, when you think about, uh, uh, colonialism and settler colonialism, when you think about Israel-Palestine in, in the present, um, you know, where, where people actually live, um, uh, is, is both, um, like, uh, irreducibly political and, and, and the basis for, for movement and organization. Um, and I think that the kind of like space-based, um, uh, like in, instantiations of Occupy, um, uh, were uh, like furnished that kind of political imagination for a lot of people in a very formative way. It certainly did do for me.
0: Could you tell a concrete story that, yeah, that connects to your own radicalization at Occupy.
1: Um,
0: nothing comes to mind right away,
1: so we'll ha- can we circle back to it because um, my memory will be stimulated by one thing or another.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was it like? Where were you at around sexuality and gender for yourself when you were at Occupy, and what was that like?
1: I. It's a really good question. Um I think so um uh I guess is like talking about um my childhood and adolescence, um <laughs> sorry um will have indicated. Um I had kind of like a um Let's say, like, gay adjacent, um, uh, uh, adolescence. Um, uh, and, like, I was, um, like, pretty, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know, um, I mean, I would say, like, I had a few years of, like, identifying kind of pretty straightforwardly as as gay, but um, in ways that were, um, even I could, like, tell as a youth, like, when I would meet other other gay teens, um, it was, like, like, I had very long hair. I got mistaken for a cis girl, like, all the time. Um, and I also happened to wear, like, um, like, I would just, like, take clothes from my sister's room um uh, sometimes with her permission sometimes not um and and it took me a second to like realize um, I guess like like uh, the people who I, I thought like you know might be on a like w- like other gay identified teens weren't like on that wavelength at all um which is already some kind of like difference um Although, like, kids do all kinds of stuff, um, and, and kids, um, uh, uh, do all kinds of things trying to figure out what feels good, and I think that that's, I think that that's awesome, um, and I don't really have, like, kind of teleology that I impose on that period of my life, because it's just, like, I don't know, um, uh, teenagers are very, are very confused. Um and also trying their best frequently. Um and so I have a lot of sympathy for myself and my own um uh I I try at this point in my life to have a lot of patience for myself and my own um various deviations and detours and whatever. Um and then I think like I got to New York um and I I okay, it's not like I didn't know trans people when I was when I was a teenager. Um uh and when well when I because I was a teenager in New York too. When I when I what I mean was when I was an adolescent in Toronto. Um because I did know some, um, but not personally, and not as friends, um, uh, and and not not in any kind of antipathy either. I just like would sort of meet people at like the five nineteen center. Um, uh, I um, uh, like met people kind of in passing. Um, uh, never in in any kind of very socially formative, um, n- way. Um, and only when I moved to New York did I actually like meet, start meeting like a couple of trans people, like a couple, um, who were anywhere between like four to 15 years older than me. Um, and started to have a sense that like, um, this is, you know, a, a different like one way that people live, um, and 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 that also, I mean, like I had, you know, one one effect of um, bouncing around between a bunch of different schools is I never had like any kind of real. I mean, I guess this is true for most for most kids, but I think I probably had it somewhat worse because I had like this very uneven relationship to things like learning a curriculum. Like, I never actually had a sex ed class. Um, uh, Ontario now has, like, very, like, I guess, like, really shitty um, uh, sex education, um, thanks to um, the, the the Ford government. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sure that there was a period of some time when it had, uh, I, when that was somewhat more liberalized or, or whatever. Um, and I don't actually know what it was like, um, in the mid aughts, um, uh, like going up until 2009, because like I never, I, like, I never had it, um, in, in any school. Um, and I went to four or five, um, middle or high, middle and high schools. Um, uh, so I don't, and, and I guess like, that's where somebody might learn something like, I don't um at this point that that those are the kinds of curricular situations where you might you, you know, you just like might learn something about like the possible different ways to have a body, which might include hormones, um, and which might include like surgery and which might include like various other ways that people like reorganize their relationship to like sexual difference in themselves and whatever. This was I just knew I just knew fucking nothing. I knew nothing. Um uh, and only I think like when I um, like moved here did I actually um begin to like meet people who like were um, were transsexual, like were going to call Lord or like whatever, um, and and had made like like various kinds of major changes in their life. Um, uh, and for a second there, that was like this kind of, space of um like like pleasant indeterminacy I would guess uh, I would I would say um uh, well, this is a long way of saying like when I started to be radicalized um I wasn't really sure um where I, I fell on any kind of um, spectrum but I was going by they them but I hadn't changed my name um uh, and I was I felt, like pretty like um on the one hand having a lot of fun with like kind of trying different things on um and on the other pretty like kind of like confused and a little scared um but i will say that through occupy i did meet like a bunch of other i did meet a bunch of other queers um uh, and, um, like, uh, I met, and I met other trans people, um, uh, and that was not, at the time, not tons, but again, like, some. Um, and that was, like, um, through Occupy and throughout, like, Occupy, like, kind of related movements, um, uh, uh um, like, that was also the time when I was, like, involved for a little while with Jews for racial and economic justice, um, uh, that I know has been like going on like, like, uh, uh for, for somewhat longer. But, um, like that was like Occupy was kind of my introduction to like going to like some J meetings. Um, uh, um, uh, later on. And with, when I think J was like partnering with, um, some other organizations in terms of providing support, like logistical support for like anti stop and frisk, um, Actions um, and and for um, uh, for like cop watches and things like that um, and um, even though JFridge is not um, and I don't I'm not really involved with them any um, more so I don't really kind of like know um, the status of that organization um, uh, they're they're not explicitly a queer organization it just happens to be full of queer and trans people. Um, and um in this way that was like oh yeah i'm i'm here and i'm looking around and like people look markedly different from um like other parts of my life and that feels cool and exciting um uh and i'm still friends um with 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 folks who who are involved mm-hmm. um uh so uh yeah i i will say that there was a kind of like like, not even necessarily a programmatic overlap between, like, queer and trans politics on the one hand, um, and um, uh, the various kinds of, like, anti-capitalist um, uh, um, uh, politics of Occupy on the other. But there was, a, like, a really distinct Venn diagram. Um, and that is also something that I keep thinking about. Yeah. Excellent.
0: So we just had a break. Coming back um, before we move on to talk about other things, uh, is there anything more you want to share about Occupy and its impact on you and your experiences there?
1: I guess I guess the thing I will share um, is um, there was a big overlap between. Um, so this didn't happen like like at Occupy itself, but it was was kind of I guess facilitated. I think there was a big overlap between. Um, uh, people who were variously like like radicalized by the stuff going on at Occupy, and between uh, um, uh, people who were involved with um, Students for Justice in Palestine um, at uh, Columbia um, and SJP, which I was like I was never kind of like like a member of, but it's the kind of thing where they would have demonstrations and I would be there like period um uh, no matter what um and. Um, that ended up proving unfortunately critical during the 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 the, the 2012 um, uh, um uh, Israeli bombardment of um, Gaza um but there there were like at that was a moment when there were a lot of um uh kind of like um uh like space takeovers um uh, and it was a campus based politics you know that that has like uh its own its own it, it, limits that that's pretty uh, that are pretty apparent but um I would say that, that that was like a kind of like really critical uh overlap that also ended up meaning that I actually ended up in, in a lot more like anti-zionist and pro-palestine um uh, uh, uh conversations um um so I would say that, like that's I, I'm trying to think of a specific story there that wasn't just that isn't just like well and then we had like a really like then we had a kind of really critical like action um um uh but but like that that was kind of a major a major feature um um sorry there was one more thing I wanted to say about that um though, which, which has escaped me but yeah that that is uh, somewhat more specific
0: your family is Jewish.
1: My family's Jewish. Um, yeah. Um, and um, I am somewhat more observant than the rest of them. Um, uh, my mom's side of the family is Jewish um, uh, and, and it was kind of a mixed faith household, but because um, my, my dad was my dad's dad was um, a Presbyterian minister, but my my dad is not a believer of any particular kind. So the kind of, I I think that my parents told, um, my, my paternal grandparents that they were going to raise their family in a mixed faith tradition, um, uh, in order to kind of like make them feel okay. Um, uh, but in fact there really wasn't like any, um, uh, uh, like Christian influences aside from like really big cultural ones um I remember going to church at the kind of like local um uh I guess in Canada it's called United here that would probably be Methodist um church um and when I was really young and I don't think I liked it very much <laughs> and I, I just never went back um uh, but the kind of Jewish like tr- uh, traditions probably to the degree that for a lot of, like, non-religious Jews, Judaism is still some kind of, like, form of secular practice. Um, and and that was a pretty prominent part of my life growing up. I didn't really go to Hebrew school, um, but I did have a bat mitzvah. Um, uh, My—like, we kind of observe the major holidays that you observe if you're, like— uh, if you like live in North America and you're not especially uh, and you're not especially observant, so we had like Pesach, we had Passover, we had the High Holidays, um, uh, we had um, uh, Hanukkah, um, and I am I'm somewhat more. I am somewhat more observant than than the rest of my family. Um, uh, in that, I do things like I fast for Yom Kippur. I keep kosher for Passover. Um, I'm vegan, so I kind of keep kosher by default um, uh, the rest of the year. Um, uh, and it, and these are these things that you know I like help me to think about my relationship to uh, like a certain spiritual and social tradition. On the one hand, and a certain kind of. Uh, and a certain kind of politics on the other um the but the other thing I'll say about my my family is is um uh, it's they're they're all anti-zionist. Um the the well I don't know about like extended family but like my mom is um and all of my siblings are. Um uh, and um that and my and uh, again complicated relationship but um uh like, my whole life, my mom has had a very principled pro-Palestine, um, uh, politic that she's, like, regularly, um, uh, acted upon, um, uh, very publicly, and, and I look up to it, um, uh, and, and, and that, um, uh, and, 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 and we talk, you know, we, we talk about that a lot in terms of, um, uh, you know, like the the social dimensions of of Judaism um and and how that um requires um a kind of, that requires like an internationalist anti-colonialist politics um how that how it's not um you know Judaism is not a nationalism um my mom lived in Israel Palestine um for uh, a couple of years because she was married to a man um who moved there. Uh and so and and um uh and and so she and this was before I think this was before the first intifada. Um so it would have been cuz she married my dad in 1980 Nine And I think she was, lit. she was back in Canada by 1986. So she was, she would have been living there in the kind of early to mid eighties. Um, and so, but she was like witnessing, um, uh, the, the, she was witnessing the, 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 like, um, uh, uh, uh all of the, 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 um, uh, social relations of the apartheid regime, um, uh, and I mean, like critically to that effect too. Like she, w- my mom was born in South Africa, um, uh, and she and and uh, my grandparents and her brother um, left when she was young, but a lot of her family was still in South Africa, um, and so, and she grew up like very conscious of uh, that, um, uh, like many Jewish South Africans, they had left in order to, um, uh, not, um, be, uh, complicit with apartheid. Um, uh, and, and this became, in some ways, this is like the basis of, of some sort of like solidaristic politics.
0: Your adulthood roughly corresponds to the growth of a really visible Jewish non-Zionist and anti-Zionist mm. occupation, um, or a- opposition to the occupation. Yes, yes. Um, do you, it sounds like you had some, through um, Students for Justice in Palestine, yes. through other things, you had some relationship to this development and emergence, and that your family was a precursor to it? Yeah, very,
1: very much so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, I mean, I think, you know, in that, like, that becomes palpable in a lot of, I don't, I don't want it to sound at all ageist or to have any, any, to sound like I have any kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, like, contempt um, for, for age. But but the generational divide, I, I will say, among North American Jews, I think, is very palpable. Um, and in, to the degree that I think a lot of people, um, let's say, like, like under 45, um, are really keyed into a lot of um, um, uh, critical actions, um, uh, whether through... Um, uh, um, uh, fuck, um, yeah. Uh, concrete organizational names are all escaping me right now, um, uh, but like, and 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 there is some kind of there is some kind of a uh, a split. There not like,
0: uh, Jewish voices for peace. Yeah, sorry, that's what I'm thinking if of. I'm thinking of like now. KVP. Yeah, yeah. Pre-
1: precisely. Thank you. Yeah. Um, those are the precise ones. Um, brain fart. Um. Uh, um. And you know, like I mean, I think like the thing the thing about JVP that um uh Jewish choices for peace that I think is like cool is is you know they don't take a particular. It's cool. It's strategic. Um. Uh. And and you know there's some kinds of critiques that you can make about it, but they don't take a particular line. Um. In terms of like one state, two state, um, uh, but they are, they are very, like, and if not now, similarly, um, is, is just, like, you know, there can be no conversation about, like, the scare quotes peace process while, um, uh, while the occupation continues and while the, while apartheid continues. Um, and so, um, uh, and, and, and so, like, you know, I, I think right around the the time of all, all this, like, kind of, like, development um, of, of, as you say, like, this very visible um, non-Zionist, non-Anti-Zionist Jewish Solidarity Movement, um, uh, uh, like, co- coincided at the same time with the development of BDS, um, Book of Divestment Sanctions, um, as, like, a kind of critical um, element of, of the demand so um uh and of the international movement um and so i, I would say like yeah there have been various kinds of like actions um that i've been um in, in involved in um with respect to that in the past six or seven years let's say um yeah and and i i think that that's you no know, i w- i'll say that i think for because because um, uh, uh, Zionism is a nationalism that is um, pursued with um, uh, uh, um, brutal and, and murderous um, military um, uh, 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 efficacy um, in the name of Jews in Israel and also Jews in the diaspora, um, I, I think take it as some kind of like political imperative um, to refuse that, um, to refuse to be spoken for in that way. Um, and to be kind of like turned into a rhetorical barricade, um, or a rhetorical shield. Um, and, and, um, to, um, you know, and, 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 to, 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 to insist upon, uh, uh, you know, like, in my, where, where, where this shows up now is in various kinds of academic organizations. Um, that I mean, where this shows up now for me in my life, right, is in various kinds of academic organizations. Um, uh, and at various kinds of universities, um, there's all kinds of suppression of anti-Zionist, pro-Palestine. Um uh, um, speech. There's all kinds of suppression of BDS. Um, Jewish Voices for Peace, uh, sorry, um, um, Students for Justice in Palestine is an organization that, like, has at American universities, like, been forced repeatedly to defend itself as like not an anti-Semitic organization and and to like receive all kinds of legal help in its various chapters. Um, uh, and you know, like, um, like, I mean, we can go back to like 2015 when like Stephen. Salida was, like, you know, uh, um, uh, fired from a tenured job, um, for, um, uh, his statements about, um, about Israel. Um, uh, you can think about, um, like, the kinds of, um, academic sanctions that George Shikirle Meyer has been, um, like, subjected to, um, uh, or um, and you know like you and and you look at all of these the, the, these events and, and you can identify that like the actual you know if under like McCarthyism like a um, uh, 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 communist politics was was an actual site of um, of suppression um uh in, in among other organizations, cultural institutions universities and things like that right now the thing that you you cannot um, the 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 actual like position that will um bring you under administrative sanction at U.S universities is not fascism it's not white supremacist supremacy um it isn't um uh um, like any of the actual, um, uh, violences, um, that are kind of like being, um, uh, like fascistic violences or support for fascistic violence that are, are being carried out, um, uh, like continually every day at, at, at borders, um, and, and also in, and also at, at kind of higher education institutions. Um, uh, it's, The the thing that will, like, force you to, that that, that risks administrative sanction um, is um, uh, being explicitly uh, pro-Palestine and being explicitly um, opposed to the project, the nationalist project of the Israeli state, um, referring to Israeli apartheid, um, referring to Israel as an apartheid state. uh voicing support for BDS. I mean these are actual like um uh concrete um political stances that um that the you know APAC and other um organizations of of um uh the is like Israel lobby in the US um uh have like uh, carried out as a as a kind of like like cultural tools of suppressing um, uh, of suppressing dissent and suppressing international support um, for um, uh, Palestinian liberation for the end of occupation for the end of apartheid um, and um, and it's like it, you know it's it's pretty on the one hand it's pretty seconding and on the on the other like for those of us who are um, it, like participants in universities or um, I think like the kind of that is another political imperative to be like forceful and outspoken, um, uh, and not on the liberal terms of, of freedom of speech, although it is the case that this is like some kind of violation of like freedom of speech policies. Um, but in, in terms of like, um, refusing to be silenced, um, uh, um, and refusing to be some kind of passive witness to, um, uh imperialist violence in the present um and 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 to into and political suppression that enables it
0: how did you become
1: communist mm. um good question uh yeah i mean i think that i had so if around the time of like occupying whatever um i was like like, like some like some kind of anarchist, like I would say that I, I became radicalized as like, you know, like I, and for for good reasons, like you you see like the bad stuff that you see happening is like, um, is like police brutality. and then you're like, okay, well, so like fuck the police, right um, and um, and you're like you know various various other kinds of like like somewhat um like various other kinds of interactions with like um the 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 long arm of uh, the kind of like uh, oppressive institutions of capital's private armies right um and you see that happening you're like you're like I. I want to be opposed to that. Um, and I, or I guess I should say it. For, so for me, like I would. So there were there was a while when I was like, oh, I'm some kind of anarchist. Um, and I am still some kind of. I still have some kind of anti-state politics. Um, uh, with at this point something like a theory of transition. Um, and I would would say that like um there wasn't a kind of critical event that pushed me into communism uh, as like uh, as, as the, the, the or into, into identifying as a communist or into communism as like the kind of political, like the name for the political horizon, um, of that, that around which I organize, um, my desires and, and actions, um, uh, so much as, um, on the one hand, I, like learning a lot of a lot, of, a lot of history um, uh, um, without being a historian, but like just learning a lot about communist movements in the 19th and 20th centuries. Um I, and I, I'll say that this is like something that, you know, grad school allows you a lot of structured leisure. Um, and uh, that because you are teaching and you're doing your research and you have a lot of time off during the day um, when you have to be doing stuff for teaching or research, but nobody is like telling you what to do. Um, and I think that there are worse things to do with that time than on the one hand becoming involved in whatever kind of organizing projects are like the necessary ones for you to do. Um, and, and the ones that like require your solidarity in that moment and on, and on the other, like teaching yourself a lot about, um, the history going on underfoot. Um, and that is maybe very recent, um, Uh, maybe, I mean, I think that 1967 is in some sense very recent, um, uh, and, and teaching like, like learning about this stuff in part because like, like that is the kind of the only thing that grad students are good for, um, is like, because you have a lot of time off, um, uh, you can like, uh, and because you have a lot of access to, um, otherwise privatized knowledge cause you can get past paywalls and things like that. And you can go into university libraries, um, like just teaching yourself some of this stuff. So you can like be when, when, when there is some kind of demand for some kind for, for solidarity, you can kind of like be there in a really present and, and committed and principled way. Um, and so I'm not going to say something like, grad school turned me into a communist um i am using scare quotes um uh for this sentence that but but i i will say that um uh th- th- that like learning a lot about um social movements learning about um the um uh learning about the Scottsboro trial um which took place in the mid 30s um when, uh, nine uh Ah, uh, black men were accused, falsely accused of of raping two white women. Uh, and and for which the legal support was provided by the U.S. Communist Ah uh, p- Party. Um, ah, um, uh, learning about the Panthers. Um, ah, uh, learning about um the various kinds of uh, national liberation movements. Ah, uh, of the fifties, sixties, seventies, and their relations to um, Maoism and third world Marxism, um, spending a a fair bit of time reading Fanon. Um, like these were the things that, um, uh, like kind of moved me into the, a place of saying like, of kind of straightforwardly saying I'm a communist. Um, uh, like my politics is some kind of communism or is towards some kind of communism. um, Uh, And that that is, uh, I would say, like a kind of like uncompromising position um, in the present. Um, And for what it's worth, I I think it's I think on the left, I think it's important to insist on the C word. Like, I think it's important to insist on communism, Um, not necessarily as opposed to socialism, um, you know, there are some situations in which what somebody will say, oh, this is a socialist thing. I'll be like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, but there's so much, you know, like the right wing of the left that is to say the DSA um, or, or like the kind of the, the like the right wing that runs the DSA. Right. Um, that is to say like a certain kind of like like a certain kind of um, uh, labor aristocracy, all we need is a kind of revivified, like, union movement, um, uh, um, we don't need to think about the compromises that unions strike with capital, um, you know, we don't need to think about, um, we don't need to think about open borders, we don't need to think about, like, like all all this stuff, like the this certain kind of like, um,, uh, uh, like, yeah, again, like the right wing of the left is is like it it gets a lot of screen time. um, uh, it's very like, it is very politically strong on the left right now. um, and the word that they all use for their politics is is socialism, um, and all of the kind of like, all of the, like, late 19th century critiques of socialism as, like, uh, uh, all of the second... Inter- all of the critiques of, like, the second international, um, uh, as, like, this is a word that means compromises between, um, like, capital and labour. Um, in the global north. In the centre of... Em- I mean, not, 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 not that that was a word that anybody was using in 1919, but, like, in the centre of empire. Like... Um, all you know like those are kind of still true like you read some stuff in like jacobin um and you're like you guys are straightforwardly bernsteinian like you think that what all we need is like a sort of leftish um like social democracy among, like in the core of empire um at this point, the people who defend that stuff also defend strong borders. They also say things like, um, good fences make good neighbors. Like they say all that kind of stuff that is, you know, like at this point, because of the, like, because of the, the interrelations between like, um, uh, capital and the state, um, that stuff is is is, is um uh, is a fascistic politics, um because it's it's it is a politics of like a kind of racialized expulsion um of 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 migrant populations from the nation. Um, and so, sorry, that that, that was a tangent. Um,, uh, but maybe I shouldn't apologize for it. And so when i when I say when I say communist, like developmentally for me, like it's kind of like communism as a development based on of, from anarchism. Right now, it's a kind of communism. Yes, it's like anti-capitalist. Yes, it is. You know, um, vociferously like uh, like of the left. Yes, it is is anti-imperial, but it's also specifically anti. It's it's opposed to that kind of socialism that um, uh, refuses. Um, uh, that refuses to to take up um, any kind of anti-state or any kind of anti-border um, uh, internationalist program. Um, so it's one. It's something that I say very loudly a lot right now.
0: <laughs> In this interview, you've um, shared a lot on the level of ideas. Mm. Yeah. And I'm thinking about you uh, came out as a woman yes. at some point, and you did some transitioning yes um (laughs) could you tell us a little bit about your relationship to your body and gender and that that your trajectory and timeline on that front
1: totally totally um uh, yeah um i came out um uh around well so i guess um uh i kind of like hit a certain level of rock bottom for for me, um, in, in terms of, um, not, I guess, in terms of like necessarily precarity, um, but in terms of like personal, in, in terms of uh, like a certain depersonalization, like maybe like seven years ago, um, where, um, uh, I just, um, and that was like kind of like really critical, point for me right around when I was like 1920 um and um not that everybody's relationship to this takes place through personal crisis but at the time it it, mine, mine did um uh and it felt like one um uh in in kind of in very typical uh, like ways I was drinking a lot and I wasn't eating um uh and um uh and i was doing a lot of stuff um i was having a lot of very unsatisfying sex um and i was doing a lot of things that were like pretty close to various kinds of self harm um uh and 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 that were all sort of running away from um uh uh a, 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 a dissociation basically like from my body um uh, and I guess I, I came out I changed my name um, s- six years ago uh, and that was also right when I started um, medically transitioning um like a little bit beforehand um uh, but I like yeah I moved to I, I moved to England for a year for my first grad program um and I because like England has, or the UK has, has, um, uh, uh, like whatever else one can say about the, the NHS, um, a really bad, um, like relation, a really bad system for, uh, gatekeeping trans healthcare. So I didn't even, I, I met a lot of trans people, when, like the second I, I arrived, um, uh, in the UK for my, for my program, um, basically because I sought them out very intentionally, um, Uh, but I already knew what I wanted to do and, and I kind of had the sense that you could buy stuff online. Um, and so I just like started ordering hormones from in-house because that was the thing that you did. Um... Uh, and it's a thing that people, as as far as I know, still still do, um, and I also happen to think that anybody should be able to get any of this stuff over the counter without a doctor's permission, and not even with, like, filling out that fucking form that you have to do when you go to, like, Aperture or Callen Lord, and you say, yes, I know that this will fuck up my body in such and such ways, and I give my legal permission to do it. Um, I think that you should be able to just, everybody should just be able to, like, buy their shit, um, and so, and that's what, that, and that's what I did, um, and I, I mean, obviously like, you know, do it safely, whatever., um, I don't know if I was doing it safely. Um, but I did know that I was like in some kind of like, um, like, yeah, pretty, pretty dire personal crisis. Um, and and I and and I, I, I stumble on this is like this is, this is like the 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 thing. Um, that I, at least I need to try it and I need to feel, figure out if it feels good. Um, and I don't, uh, you know, um, my narrative isn't like, oh, silver bullet. Um, uh, but it is the case that, um, that ended up being like, like the, the, for me, like the, the, the social medical transition, um, in, um, Uh, like, at that time was, like, became this thing that did, in fact, totally alter my relationship to my body, Um, as, like, this is um, something that I can use to feel, like, pleasure. Um, This is, and and not just, not, like, just physical sensation, Um, but, like, have some sort of, like, um, full, engaged, conscious, non-dissociated, um like intentional relationship to myself and my own actions that feels good um uh and I, I don't have to bury under a welter of pain um uh this is a way where i can figure out oh like what kinds of relationships do i want to be having like what kinds of friendships do i want to be having um what kinds of sex do i want to be having um i think it's it it's definitely the case that like one one thing that's become really important. I don't think that we talk about this enough, but like having like friendships with a lot of my th- friendships throughout my life have been with women. Um, and this is true kind of like at, at every moment. Um, I wouldn't not, I'm not saying like, Oh, I transitioned so I could have more female friendships. Um, that's maybe kind of a weird thing to say. I don't think that anybody thinks about it that way, but like, like I like the, have very different friendships with women like, like now, um, like, uh, like, uh, like relating to women, like as, as a woman, um, and, and that, like, that's a really important part of my life, um, uh, is, like, these various kinds of, like, um, grandedly feminist, um, relationships with other women that are not, like, that are just about, like, yeah, that that are that are that are not on the level of like like lovers or partners, um, and just on the level of, of friendship, um, uh, and and but but also stuff like you know who do I want my partners t- to be and how and when I'm like with them how do I want to be with them, um, and I mean I think that like, you know, for me like transition was the event that um let me start posing those questions um I- intentionally in ways that that felt good as opposed to. Ways that meant I ended up dating, kind of shitty people. Um, in one case, very a very sh- shitty person, um, uh, uh, or and 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 in some other cases, people who just weren't very good for me. Um, uh, uh, and 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 doing that as as various ways of like self harm and, and distancing um, from myself. Um, and I and so I so I so I haven't looked back. <laughs> Uh, And, um, yeah, like, I also made up my mind about, like, certain... Like, I don't know, certain kinds of aesthetics, certain things that I like. Um, I... uh, um, That kind of all clicked into place. Um, uh, And I, and I also feel very lucky that I did. You know, one thing that I um, haven't talked about in this interview so, so much, but that is, is true is that I went to, I started my PhD because I needed health insurance. Um, and I knew that like, uh, could I go back to Canada and get some stuff covered? Yes. Um, but like not a bu- not a lot of the stuff I wanted. Um, uh, and I knew that I could, I would have a much better chance with um and it, it sucks that this is the case but i knew that i would have a much better chance with the kind of like private health insurances that you can get when you're a graduate student at a unit u.s university um and I, I knew that that was like especially starting to be the case at a bunch of different uh at a bunch of different institutions um and so i like i went to grad school for health insurance basically um uh, and I don't regret that decision. I think that that was like one of the best decisions, like grad school sucks in lots and lots of ways. Um, uh, it sucks because you're overworked and underpaid. Um, it sucks because you have a precarious relationship to your visa. Um, it sucks because like, you know, you're looking forward to probably adjuncting and, and, you know, can I make a living wage? Um, Uh, probably not. Um, but, but like, it was nonetheless a really good, really critical decision for me because it was like, oh, this is a job I can do for like five or six years and have health insurance and have health insurance to get like the coverage for the stuff that I need and want. Um, and for that reason, like, you know, people are often like a lot of trans people like ask me, should I go to grad school? And I'm like, I, what what do you want to get done? Like, it's kind of the thing that I'll say. (laughs) Um... And I, uh, yeah, so that's, it's it's maybe the decision, like going to grad school is one of the things I regret the least. I think I regret it not at all, <laughs> whatever happens after.
0: Uh, two things you mentioned I wanted to look back to. One is you talked about uh, during this period of self-harm and uh, in many different ways prior to your transition, uh, uh, struggling around eating. yeah. Is there more you want to share about your trajectory around food? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Um, uh, so I will say that I am am in recovery from, um, uh, an, uh, uh, f- from from an eating disorder, um, and and that frequently takes um, or from uh, d- disordered eating in general, um, and that frequently takes the form of like restriction and over exercise and shit like that, um, and. Um, you know, it's something that I'm actually happy you asked about it. Um, I do find it very hard to talk about. Um, uh, um, it's, I'm not going to say that like, I'm not going to say like, oh, I got this thing whipped um, because it's a very, it's like, it's a pretty constant feature of my life still. Um, uh, I think I'm a lot more conscious about it now. Um, and I'm conscious about like, what are the things that it's, what are the things that like this is 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 um like supposed to be doing for me um uh like what are the kinds of what 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 sort of pain is it trying to resolve with a different kind of pain um uh and 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 it's a, and it's a pretty continual it's a pretty continual problem um uh um i i guess but it, it's very isolating, you know, like one of the things about eating, um, about like like food is that food is very pro social because you can do it with somebody else. You can make food for somebody else. It's a thing that families do together. Um, and uh, restriction is very antisocial, um, because it's uh, you know, a thing that you do on your own by refusing other people's company and because it makes you like kind of bitchy um and it puts you in a terrible mood um and it's you know like um uh what's that comorbid um with um with depression um and you know like all all of all of that stuff um and uh like it's it's very it's very isolating so it's it, and, and and also it's embarrassing like Um, I think that a lot of people I know who have some kind of sustained problem with disordered eating are, like, pretty embarrassed by it and find it, like, really hard to talk about. Um, uh, and, and the other thing I know is that, like, I know so many trans people who have some kind of, like, difficult relationship to, to food and to eating. Um, and that has to do with all kinds of stuff, the various ways that body image, um, based on your stature and skeleton and fat distribution in your body like also um lines up with um a socially imposed uh, normativity about size um and all of that's like shitty and it and it collides with people in in all kinds of ways um and also for what it's worth um uh when i transitioned when I transitioned, my eating disorder got worse, not better initially. Um, and that's, like, something, like, that's, you know, like, whatever. It's it's just real life, right? Um, uh, it's, like, um, and, and I would say that it's something that I, like, continually, like, work on and struggle with, and sometimes it's worse, and sometimes it's better. Um, and, um, you know, I, uh, um uh wish for everyone who is like kind of has um like uh, challenges of a similar order to to find the kind of peace and coping that they need., um, uh, and like, yeah, I don't I don't have any any like neat neat resolutions um, because I I think it, it it does like kind of bear on, like all the the ways that you know again like you cope with like a shitty and miserable and 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 really hard to handle world um, and and also where that you know like when when you are visibly trans um, like which okay in some sense yes that's true for everybody but it's very true when you're really transitioning whatever like you know and you're you're kind of like fending off. Like, a lot of public scrutiny. I'll say right now in my life, for for a couple of different reasons, that's not something I I really, like, deal with anymore. Um, But at a period when I was like, you know, I don't want to go out and I don't want to, like, see people because every time I leave the house, like, somebody has some fucking bullshit to say like that also means that i don't want to go out and interact with people even or i didn't want to go out and interact with people even to the extent of going to the grocery store and getting food um and it, it also meant that i felt like i could control things like um like what i was eating um and and to sort of assert that control because i couldn't control like other features of my appearance or things like that um and that you know is some kind of symptom of like Dealing with a lot of stress and misery. Um, and um, I will say that one kind of positive thing that I've that has been some sort of sublimation of these various desires is that I also I do like to cook a lot and I like to bake a lot. Um, and when I'm doing that with other people, it feels really nice and feels very like affirming. Um, and it me often means that I I get to feel more like enjoying of, of, of the stuff that I eat. Um, uh, and, and, you know, like, I, um, I, yeah, that's, that, that's like, that's like, that's like the good thing. Um, and that's something that I, I hope I can continue to be like very present in.
0: To the extent that you have been in a process of recovery, uh, what has that looked like? Like, have you... Do you find support in groups or with mental health care practitioners or in your own individual process? <laughs> right.
1: Um. Uh. I mean. I. Yeah. Uh. For, for me, like like um. I do. I for a therapist. Um. Uh. It's all. It's also like you know say. And I haven't really touched on, on, on this, and I, uh, I probably won't more. But like, it's also comor- com- comorbid for me with like PTSD, um, and um, and so there's like as like one kind of coping mechanism among a bunch of others. Um, um, uh, and and I will say that the other the other thing that grad school is really good for um, is was that like I could basically go to therapy at my um, university student center or like like uh, student health center um and you know that's not great for a lot of people i happen to have a i happen to have a really great provider um and i could do that for free under the health plan um and that was also the first time in my life um that i had any kind of like affirming relationship to mental health care um uh, because my first relationship to, to mental health care was uh, when I was kicked out of school for being gay. Um, I was forced to go see a therapist. Um, and this therapist, and I was, you know, 12 or 13 at the time when I was in my sessions with him. And he would tell me to, to, to just stop talking about being gay. He was like, your problem is that, <laughs> like, you, you have all these these problems because you insist on, like, talking about it. So don't talk about it. Um, and then he, like, basically told me a bunch of other stuff whose point was, like, you're fucked up. And your desires are fucked up. And the things that you want to do with your money and with other people, like, those are fucked up. Um, and that was, like, this major side of, like, wow. Like, I can't talk to anybody. You know, like, I can't talk to the... Like, this is somebody who's is some sort of practitioner who needs who's who's supposed to be like alleviating other people's pain and his solution to it is to tell like queer children to stop talking about the, their desires as opposed to like you know asking them what they want to need and maybe that would be like a friend right maybe that would be like a youth group I mean that's that's kind of like that's what that's you know I have I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about like what do you like what do what do you like queer and trans kids like need that um uh is 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 some kind of like affirmation is some kind of like that that is something different and and the answer is is it's the same thing that all kids need namely like autonomy enabled by the older people in their lives who can um like talk on the phone and, and pay bills and drive them places. Um, and like, that's, that's just kind of, and who can help advocate for them with like doctors and institutions and teachers and stuff like that. Um, uh, but, so, so, so I, I I had a terrible relationship with doctors, um, of just about every description, um, and especially terrible relationship with mental health providers, um, until I, um, ended up, lucking out with this one um, uh, um, person who at the time was was at my grad school was at my university's um, student health uh, uh, clinic and and has since moved into private practice but I can see her on my health plan um, and so my co paris isn't, isn't very big um, and that uh, has been like a like a really very important um, part of of my life uh, and and an important relationship uh, to it um, and um, it's uh, uh, it's real. Bullshit that therapy is so financially inaccessible for so many people because it is, you know, I think in so many situations, like, like so critical to uh, having somebody who like can 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 help you just talk about the shit who is not a friend um, and who is not otherwise, you know, is, is friendly and is on your side, but is not your friend um, and is not otherwise like emotionally involved in your life. Um, and among the other things that I've talked about in my sessions with, uh, with this person, um, I've also talked about, um, I talk a lot about, about eating. Um, I talk a lot about other kinds of self-harm. Um, and, and she's very good for that. Um, she's, she's, she's very good for being understanding and she's very good for thinking about uh, like other coping mechanisms. Um, and she's very nonjudgmental. And I also think that that's really lucky because, um, I, I happen to know a lot of, uh, or not a lot, a few, um, other like providers who are very judgmental.
0: So over the last hour and a half, we've covered a fair amount of ground about Euripides and growing up in Toronto, uh, yeah, Occupy, uh, Palestine organizing, Judaism, disordered eating. Um, are there other topics that you really wanted to, To talk
1: about, I kind of want to talk about poetry. Can I talk about poetry? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about it, except I'm also a poet, and that's like probably more important to me—significantly more important to me than like my dis—in terms of like my 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 kind of like writing life. It's significantly more important to me than my dissertation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, like completely unrelated. I did start writing poetry at the same time as, as I started like transition um and those didn't really have anything to do with each other um a yearly <laughs> uh, uh, M- michelle is now giving me a look that's like he- she doesn't believe me <laughs>
0: connecting to ourselves in a fuller way and engaging in any sort of creative endeavor i think have a very <laughs> profound relationship <laughs> with each other.
1: Yeah. Yes. I love that.
0: I think that, I think so too. Um,
1: I think so too. Um, I wasn't really writing poetry like with a certain, with a con, a content that was like about the stuff I was feeling. And I think that's maybe, that's maybe what I want to say, but, um, like, you know, I'll I'll say now that I, I recognize that it's a little perverse to go like, my desire is class war and the way that I like one of my political desires is is class war, and the way that I want to write about that most often is poetry. Like I recognize that that is sort of a historically complicated answer, or a historically complicated like stance, um, and 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 kind of a weird one. Um, uh, I'll say perverse again because I'm enough of a Freudian to like perversion, um, uh, and and to think that and and to, and to think that it's general and 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 a good thing. Um uh, and, and nonetheless like I would say that poetry is kind of like a major orientation in my life. Um and thinking about like what does a kind of communist poetry look like? Um uh, what what kinds of like what is poetry good for politically? It's a small it's a small list, but I don't think it's like empty. Um uh and and also like, you know, there's the, the, the writer Trish Salah is a, uh, somebody I really love and, and and like look up to and whose work I I admire I- intensely. and um, she talks a lot um uh, about like a trans poetics um and um and she's somebody who's very formative for me in terms of like thinking about like, oh what what would that mean and what would that look like? Um, and what does that look like because, um, in the past hmm, six or seven years, um, there's been a lot of it, um, uh, growing, um, and, and that's exciting, um, and cool. Um, and, uh, I, um, yeah, so, like, what, what does, what does, a, like, a communist poetics look like? What does a trans poetics look like? Um, these are questions that I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about and, 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 and put into my, my writing, um, and, um, if it, and, 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 like, excited about, uh, I mean, I know that there are, like, so many panicking liberals, uh, all around who are, like, you aren't, the, the, the future is dead, and you aren't allowed to be excited about anything, um, and, uh, and I'll say that one of the things that, like, makes me feel, like, one of the, one of the things Kind of parallel to organizing that makes me feel like uh, there is a future and we are fighting for it um, is uh, is 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 poetry um, and that's a feeling I want to hold on to.
0: Yeah. Is there more you'd like to say on poetry?
1: I think that's what I've got for now. Um, yeah. Or I'll also say I'm doing this um, anthology with my friend. Uh, Andrea Abikram, and it's an anthology of, of, of uh, radical trans poetics thinking at the same time about like poetics that are of the left and poetics that have some kind of avant-garde orientation or desire um, and um, that's going to come out next year uh, from Nightboat, um, and we're starting to read submissions now uh,
0: and it's something that I'm really excited about. It's a project I'm really excited about. Um, it sounds like it could be a basis for some very good oral histories. Yes, it does,
1: actually. <laughs>
0: uh, I will put you in touch with people, or maybe yeah. I'll talk to people. <laughs> I uh, I think you would be an excellent interviewer of those yes. people. Uh, so in wrapping up, are there um, both communism and trans poetics? You're referring to these as non-pessimistic. As yes. like opening onto futures, mm-hmm. could you say a bit about where you hope this is going?
1: Yes, um, uh, yes. Well, um, so I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll back up to talk about pessimism. Um, I mean, I mean, I think that like, you know, um, I, I, I I for 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 very good reason. Um, climate emergency in the present. Um the specter of 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 an invigorated far right. Um uh multinational capital. Um there are there are lots and lots of reasons for for, for feeling disheartened in the present. Um and I don't mean at all to be Pollyanna-ish um about any of them. I think that um uh, we live in a miserable world riven by um, uh, 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 hunger and, and, and war. Um, and at the same time, um, I think that at the same time, I um, uh, have a, a, a certain kind of, it's almost hackneyed to say, um, like optimism of the will. Um, and, and I maybe don't even want to use that language um, because I think that even like optimism is maybe not, it's not the right, I think that optimism is not even necessarily like the right the right um, mode. I think that being, um, I think that it is a political imperative um, to insist that like Amiri Baraka does, um, we want it all, the whole world. Um, and, and like Diane de Prima does, um, remember, you can have what you ask for, ask for everything. Um, and I think about those all the time. Um, incidentally, both in poems. Um, uh, both, both of those are quotations from poems. Um, uh, and and I, I think about that all the time. Um, and, and I also think about like, you know um, the necessity and the imperative and the possibility of building a politics that is like against the day. Um, uh, and, you know, you don't. I also think that like we don't even need to reach very far into history. Um, we don't necessarily need to, but why shouldn't we also think about um, Paris in eighteen seventy one, the commune? We don't need to think about the Russian Revolution of nineteen seventeen, and we don't need to think about about the uh, about the. Um, uh, about China in 1949, um, although we should all be thinking about those things. We don't need to think about 1968, but we should also be thinking about it. And we don't need to think about Stonewall, now 50 years on, but we should also be thinking about it. Um, we, we, in order to find um, evidence of, um, like, um, a, po- a politics like a class politics an anti-imperialist politics that is capable of of uh, 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 that is capable of transforming the world. We can think about the Arab Spring. Um and 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 yes, um uh, uh those various kinds of movements have suffered like counter-revolutionary setbacks and defeats. Um uh and 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 yes, um we are, um are, are like live with um the kind of like uh um like the, the, the complicated and frequently tragic um, process of sorting out history after the 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 the, the um, like thrilling event that is like some kind of like major major change or shift um, in 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 relations but like we can like like that that, that happened this decade um, uh, um, uh, like the Egyptian people got rid of Mubarak this decade um, uh, not very long ago. Um, and, and, and in fact, like, you know, which if we're talking about Occupy, like probably the kind of most concrete world historical, um, like ramifications of, um, uh, of Occupy would be, would be the Arab Spring and would be all the kind the, the movements, um, uh, uh, uh c- continuing fr- 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 from that moment. Um, uh, we can think about, you know, if we're talking about, like, like, the, the kind of um, the climatological fight over water like we can think about the Cochabamba uh, water wars um, in Bolivia we can where we, where um, uh, uh, where like you know um, uh, a, a, a coalition of um, rural and, and urban um, people without resources held off the force of like the 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 most moneyed um, institutions in the world. Um, uh, and, and those are, I think, like events that we can practice some kind of fidelity to, um, as we organize and as, and, 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 and as we move forward, um, because, um, the future is, and is for the expropriated. The world belongs to the expropriated and, 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 um, we have to fight for it. And I think that we can end there. That's just more to say. Thank
0: you, Kay. Yeah. Thank you.